Welcome to the Scale Up Valley podcast, where we bring the best of the best to help you scale our business from 1 million to 1 trillion. Today's guest is Casper, the CEO of Monte. Casper, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for, for having me. It's really a pleasure and you have an amazing story and a lot of lessons learned uh, scaling up companies and, and starting up and scaling up your own VC-backed company now in a, in a very exciting uh, space, uh, but uh, I will let you introduce yourself and, uh, and Monta to, to the community. Yes, thank you very much. So uh, yeah, as you said, my name is Emis Kasper, and uh, I'm uh, originally an engineer. Worked the last ten years as a CTO, built up an agency uh, out of Copenhagen, scaled it to six countries, built a lot of mobile apps, websites, backends for other companies, um, and uh, exited that company in, in seventeen. Um, and then uh, I was in the new company for three years. We sold to. Uh, and then I was looking for something new, and that's uh, where I, I picked up on this uh, EV charging space. Uh, so I, I have an EV myself, had that for, for five, six years now. Uh, so pretty familiar with the space, but uh, never saw myself as someone uh, participating in it um, until like uh, 18 months ago. That was when I, I started picking up on it. So the EV growth was was starting to happen in the, in the Scandinavian markets. You could you could see that the sales of the EVs was really picking up. Uh, we saw. Just sorry to interrupt, but just for the ones who are a little bit more distracted, EV stands for uh, electric vehicles, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, sorry for that. Yeah, electric vehicles. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, so we could see, so we looked at the market and saw okay, it it, it could be the year it's happening, uh, and um, and then we uh, we opened uh, we bought a couple of charge points, uh, so uh, the component used to charge the the vehicles um, and opened them up to see how they were built and how they worked, uh, and and uh, and then from that point we we came up with the concept about building this platform where. I, EV owners and uh, charge point owners could meet and, and share charge points with each other that way, a little bit like uh, Airbnb, but for, for charge points. So that was kind of the concept of the entire thing. Uh, now it's 18 months down the road and, and, and things have changed. Uh, we still have that concept as like a, 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 a big part of the product, but it's much more B2C focused today uh, instead. That's that's an amazing uh, opportunity that is really growing in mm. in the Scandinavian uh, region, but also in in other everywhere in in, in the planet, right? So there are yes, exactly. It's really exploding everywhere. Yeah, but yeah, uh, we, but for the ones who are not so familiar, for instance, uh, Norway, I think that we discussed that is is quite advanced in in that measure, for instance, right? Yeah, I mean in Norway. I think last month was 80% of all the new cars sold was the so EV. Incredible. Yeah. So just for, for the ones who are listening to get an idea about how mature the market is is getting there. And it's it's not the same in, in all regions yet, but those numbers are going up and up and up. And that's what we see uh, an expanding total addressable market. That's what all the VC backed companies uh, want to, to explore, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it, it's. I think 18 months ago we were probably hoping that it would be a little bit slower, um, and so we had more time <laughs> to build up. But uh, now it's kind of exploding everywhere. Like uh, 
uh, Italy was like two months ago was the was the country in Europe which was faster had the fastest growth uh, in absolute numbers in EVs and so it's, it's everywhere right now Central Europe South Europe uh, US right and 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 the, the company is very recent so uh, still not yet two years right and the explosion and the growth has been uh, quite spectacular uh, mm -hmm. during just a short uh, period of time you have recently raised uh, a series a tell us more about uh, what happened in this last uh, not yet two years yeah yes so it, yeah so it started in the in the summer of 2020 where we uh, were kind of like as i said like looking into the market um, and then uh, i think in late august we kind of decided to go for it uh, so the first thing we figured out was that we we probably need some capital it will be tough to do this organically um, so we went out and spoke to a lot of angel investors, early early stage funds, uh, and then uh, we settled with the uh, angel investor, which is also the CEO and Pleo, uh, a big mm -hmm. Danish unicorn. So it, it, a guy I worked with previously. Um, so it, it was a pretty short process to actually get to uh, get to the pre-seed money uh, and get the company set up from that. Um, so we established the company in October, had the had the money in the bank account in November, and then kind of. Just started from there, um, and then the first three four months was all about building, building, building. So uh, we we hired a lot of the the, the product engineers uh, we worked with previously, me and my co-founder, uh, so we could get going really fast. Um, and both of us uh, are tech savvy, so we can also jump in and, and code. Uh, so more or less the entire company was coding uh, for 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 a few months, um, um, and that. I think that was a big upside that we managed to get to market really fast. Uh, already in in uh, in January 21, we launched the the beta and then took it out of beta one month after. Um, and uh, yeah, and then it started picking up pretty fast in Denmark. That was our launch market, uh, the home market. Um, and um, within a few months, we we actually felt that we we managed to find a pretty decent product fit. Uh, we started working more with uh, with straight to B2B, getting uh, uh, partners in, uh, which are setting charge points up, installers, wholesalers, uh, charge point operators. Mm -hmm. um, so we pivoted the product more into that and built a whole web solution for them as well. And when that was in place, uh, we were like, we we have we felt really good about the product. We were like, let's let's try to raise a seed round already now. Um, so we we did that and we managed to land that at like 4.3 million euros in April. Uh, so only three months after we we launched beta, um, and uh, then we could really scale the team up. So at that point we were nine people, but we scaled the team up in a few months to to 30, 40 people. Opened uh, new countries. Uh, so that was really what the summer was all about. Uh, setting up uh, entities in uh, Sweden and Norway and UK, and then uh, later in the fall we we opened up in Germany as well in November. Um, uh, yeah, so I think th th that's the story there. And then like on the fundraising side, uh, after we came back from the summer vacation, we we could see that uh, the the product fit was really good in in Sweden, Norway, and UK, the, the countries we kind of started in uh, after Denmark. We we felt really good about it, so we're like, should we try to already do a, a series already? Uh, it seems a bit crazy, but like uh, we are up against some really big companies in this space. Like uh, you have the OEMs on one side, but you also have the 
like the utilities. You have uh, you have the the shell new motion uh, players as well. You have ChargePoint, uh, which IPO'd uh, out of US. Um, so we're like, if if we have to battle these kind of competition, we we need we need some some uh, how say muscle behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's why we we have been like scaling really fast and getting to a size five pretty fast. Um, so for example, like last month, we we won like some big centers here in Scandinavia. So Copenhagen Airport, uh, like the Royal Mail of Scandinavia, Postnor. Um, and that is now because we are, we're not looked at as a startup with, with 10 people now. Now now we are at a good size. Uh, I think there's uh, 75 employees uh, full-time now. Uh, and, and that will be 90 within a few months. Uh, and scaling it up to around 150 this year. That's really a, an amazing story. So we would say that uh, already spectacular growth would be to go from round to round in 12 to 18 months. So you are ready at uh, A and uh, moving into, into B with uh, 18 months, let's say. So, so you have done what typically is seed to A uh, since the zero to A, right? So... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. A success, a successful transition from C to A, let's say, uh, from zero to eight. So, which, <laughs> which is uh, really uh, amazing. Any lessons learned in, in each of those chapters? For instance, that precedes. I, I imagine that there are a lot of executives out there working for VC-backed companies that want to do their own thing. Uh, and they're thinking, oh, maybe I'm better at scaling up. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm ready to go again into idea modes and explore this opportunity. Uh, I have my my career in place. I have my my family mortgage and uh, expenses, the kids, and so on. So, uh, in one side, I really want to do this, but in other side, maybe it's better to stay in, in my scale up career and uh, be in a little bit more mature uh, company. So. What, what have been some of your lessons uh, raising this very early on um, uh, mm. angel round, let's say pre-seed round? So I was in the same dilemma right after we after we sold the, the agency. I stepped in as a group CTO. I had 800 people on my teams. Uh, so in a very, very good position, very well taken care of by the new company, both in the, in the, in packages and, and, and like warrants. But uh, I think it was really the eager and the, the uh, how like the, the motivation to, to get back and try to build something from scratch again and build something uh, around the product instead of only people. Um, so yeah, I, I knew that I wanted to do that at some point. So I was really just waiting for the moment to do it. Uh, it was an amazing job I had. I was actually really enjoying it. Uh, a lot of cultural challenges, which is really interesting to work with. Um, uh, but when I stumbled upon this concept, I also knew that it's now, it's not in two years. Like this is happening now if you want to jump on that train. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I think the, the learnings was like, uh, um, you, you can run it a little bit undercover in the beginning. Uh, we had like we had the company set up, we had the funding, we had everything in place before I actually uh, resigned. Um, and uh, and then next to that, save up some money because you're not gonna be able to take your your CXO salary with you into a, a pre-seed uh, startup. Um, it, it will take some time to get back in the uh, back on track uh, in in like package wise. Uh, but of course, not more upside into it, but uh, also a lot more risk. 
Exactly. And and then the the transitions. So then you, you were very quick into being able to build that MVP, of course, also because you have a technical background as uh, as CTO. So of course you have you were able to know how very quickly how to recruit a, a small team of engineers to work with you. Uh, so you could lead that team. So maybe for the ones who are more business oriented and less technical oriented, it might be a little bit more um, challenging, but uh, nowadays also uh, companies trying to be uh, founded uh, as a couple, right? So the business person, the technical person, in your case, both of you have a, a technical uh, background and a business background at the same time that you have developed over um, the years. But what was the, the learnings in, into that transition from pre-seed into seed? Maybe, maybe that's the question. So uh, I think the fast go to market is extremely important to test out the idea really yeah. and, and see how it behaves, right? So you need that mindset when you sit with the products. So you build all the things which is 100% necessary if it's... Uh, like for example in the beginning you could create charts but you couldn't delete them like oh okay. that was really how we thought about things right just making getting getting the heavy path ready getting that out tested it um, and then learn from that uh, we built a lot of features which we removed pretty fast because we thought that it was important uh, but no one used them or was something else they preferred um, also uh, even though we had access to a lot of senior engineers from our networks, we still augmented the team, uh, meaning that we uh, we took my old company's uh, like a, a department in Bangladesh uh, with five guys helping us. Uh, mm-hmm. So that way we could kind of get going from the beginning. Right? We didn't have three months lead time to get people in and, and all that. Uh, right. I think that's been a big advantage as well. We actually still have them uh, with us uh, uh, more than... And one of the guys is one of the hard years now. He's probably the one who done most, uh, like the earliest commits uh, on the project. Um, <laughs> um, so I think I think that's a good idea as well. If you try, if you have a company you trust and you can augment them, I wouldn't go in and buy like uh, uh, one-off projects for a fixed price and anything like that. Just get someone and pay a monthly, uh, uh, like the, yeah, uh, deal with with them, and then uh, they work with you as team members, right? Uh, I think that can be a fast way of, of scaling up in the beginning. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, I think the, the biggest challenge we had because we were, we were so check savvy was also to build up the, the, the commercial departments. Um, where we, are not, we knew how to do like enterprise level sales, uh, partnership sales, but how to really build this up in a digital process. Uh, that was something we, we, we picked up on. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, I, it's not the perfect solution to be all in on product only. I think that's, that's this balance you need you need to to strike. Um, I think we were lucky in terms of timing with this industry as well. So there was a lot of VCs really looking into how to put some money into EV right. charting or EVs, uh, and and we were one of the very few ones with a pure software solution. Um, I think that also helped us a bit. There's a lot of tailwind in this industry now, um, and but it's also it's also the uh, disadvantage is is like the value chain has not been really settled yet, so it's all over everywhere. Right. It's very hard to understand uh, how it works. So I I would summarize uh, important things to think about. It's really the um, 
the opportunity itself, it, it is clear that is exploding. The timing, of course, associated with the, the opportunity and for the ones who are considering to, to invest also the, um, the, the, the execution risk of the team. So as you guys have done this before and uh, are passionate about it, and also as we discussed at Exchange at a very stable career into, into this, uh, this shows a lot of uh, belief. Uh, and I would say that you were able to convince one of uh, one of the best founders in in the industry in Denmark. Um, yeah, it, this also uh, helps in a way. Uh, this kind of people usually uh, are uh, have, have some knowledge about the space and will not invest in in any company that they don't see potential. Right. So mm. there are some. Yes. I think I think for sure, and I think like another really good learning was that. Uh, Uh, we hired people who was very senior in the beginning, so we didn't have to spend a lot of time on onboarding and and following up and micromanaging anything like that. So we could really trust people a lot that they could. And then people who are uh, mostly interested in executing uh, tasks instead of necessarily leading or, or org building or doing strategy, even the day to day. That's like that's what we try to look for. Right? Uh, right. We don't know what's what six months look like yet. So we don't need that many people to to sit and, and try to look into the crystal ball. Uh, we need <laughs> we need to try out a lot of ideas. Right? This is a good point, and I would say it's also one of the one of the main challenges uh, at a certain time when we are really I would say even post Series A or even post Series B, um, that we are used now to to lead the team to lead the team by the way and to. Uh, ensure that everyone is on the same page, that we have the rhythms in place, the OKRs and so on, then getting back into, into starting from the scratch and really testing out things and executing uh, without a secure platform, uh, without any safety net. Uh, this is um, quite uh, dramatic for, for, for some personalities. So how, how are you able uh, or because I see that you were missing that, right? So you were missing to be more uh, close to the execution, uh, being able to change things and see things um, evolve. But how do you find those profiles who have that experience in scaling up, but also are comfortable with with starting up, which is a completely different mindset, right? Mm. Yes, yeah, I, I think there needs to be that feeling inside of you every day when you go to work and saying like, I would like to get closer to like the production or the engineering or something. I can otherwise that uh, it's probably not the right decision. Um, yeah. um, so, so that like hunger for that needs to be there. Um, and and definitely in the beginning, like in the, even the, even still today, like it is a lot of execution. It's not a lot of meetings and, and strategy sessions and and those things. Uh, uh, I'm more more used to. Um, But there's some extremely cool things about it, right? That I knew from the beginning that in this job, I wanted to be closer to product. Um, mm -hmm. So that meant that the organization you're building up, you can do it around that. So you can be CEO and still spend four hours with product every day. Right. Uh, but then you need to get a really good CEO, someone to run legal, finance, uh, marketing, commercial, sales, all the other things needs to be hired, right? This is a... A good point. A CEO that wants to stay connected uh, with his 
core expertise uh, needs to have a complementary uh, partner, a kind of a COO that can take care of all the other things where the CEO might not add so much value and it, it is not also his passion. So he's able to impact more the, the bottom, uh, the, the company in the area where he can add the most value. So this is also an exercise of self-awareness. So where I can do the most impact and what I'm, I'm more passionate about, right? Exactly. Like it, it, at least for, for us starting a company up from scratch, that was not a 40 hours a week. It's probably the double, right? So do you, need to, you need to set it up in a way where you can get some energy from it. Like, and if you get energy from designing UI or writing pitch decks or whatever you like, like make sure you bake that into the day, right? Uh, there will be a lot of other tasks you don't enjoy doing as well. Uh, so uh, mix that up is, is, is my recommendation for sure. Right. And, and for the CTOs, and I think that this applies to any other executives in other functions of the company that uh, wants to do the leap and to become CEOs of their own companies. So what were some of the skills and um, some of the lessons learned being part of your time, uh, uh, the CEO of Monte? So, so I think in, as, as a, if you look at a, as a, at a CTO, as I, as I did previously, right? We, yeah. When we are 10 people as a CTO, you're pretty much a senior engineer architect, right? And when you have 150 people, it start being more commercially, like at least strategy. But when you're 1,200 people, it's it's more or less a leadership CEO. role <laughs> with, the, with, a, with a lot of commercial in it, right? So I spent a lot of my time in client meetings, winning the big deals, pursuing partnerships, those kind of things. And I think that that is uh, that is something you uh, I, I used uh, here in uh, here months as well, and I also actually enjoyed doing it as long as it's maybe one or two hours a day I'm doing that. Um, so here I still have a few of the big accounts I'm running after some of the big customers, uh, potential customers as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So doing sales work, um, and and I think that is to be expected right? that you you need to you need to. Uh, one thing is we uh, work with with uh, with uh, customers, but also work with Claire with like the ones who are going to pay the show, right? Exactly. And in in a certain way, in your previous role, uh, you already have, as you were saying, very connected into, of course, leading uh, teams, uh, but also uh, interacting with the customer. And uh, and here it's it's really being very close to the product and to the customer, so you can. Uh, ensure that there is a fit uh, between what what the customer uh, wants or needs uh, and and what the product is able to uh, deliver. But good points here that we discussed about uh, the pre-seed. I think that in the pre-seed, in your case, it was really the opportunity was so so clear and so evident, and the timing was so right, and and the team was in place. It was really to have the right angels uh, around you and to create a a strong value position deck or a kind of a, a pitch deck that explains the opportunity, why now and uh, and the team. Then it was really about really going from pre-seed into seed, having that MVP uh, quickly launched in, in just uh, three months and having good uh, feedback uh, from it. Uh, then raising the, the, the seed round. Um, and after that, we didn't discuss from C to A, what 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 do you think you have done? Uh, you and your team, of course, have done extremely well to be able to raise this uh, last A round. 
So we, so I think the the main thing which showed was that the, that the, the product had the potential for big scale. It also was a there was also a product fit in other countries. Then us as founders would would be able to attract a leadership team around us in other positions than than our like home fields. So me and Anders, my my co-founder, that we could set up a that we could attract one of the best CEOs in the world, one of the best CEOs, uh, and build that leadership team up. Uh, so that was the things we 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 had to show together with uh, some some somewhere close on like forty percent uh, accelerated growth monthly, month on month, right? Right. Uh, so the, this this round is is much more uh, not only about opportunity and the feedback of the product, but much more about uh, the. The capacity to attract uh, one, two, or three um, high-level executives to the leadership team, and ever the, the first, let's say, core leadership team or LT 1.0, as I like to call it, um, and uh, and at the same time, of course, have the the metrics in place that uh, that show the traction. Um, and and in terms of the geographical expansion, start uh, uh, understanding where you will bet uh, the growth from A to B and of course uh, from B to C in terms of uh, going from, let's say one to 10 million um, mm. in revenue, right? Is, is this a good summary? Yeah, yes, I, I think I think it's it, it's pretty spot on uh, in terms of that, right? Uh, this is still, uh, how say like, uh, the entire EV space is still very young, right? It's less than half percent of the fleet. So, okay. so it's hard to get really strong revenue numbers in right now, but it's getting big right. market shares, getting a good GMB, like see that the product is getting used, the platform is getting used a lot. Uh, that was the core things for the for the A round uh, to show, um, uh, together with with the team, uh, of course, and 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 the that the product is something uh, you can build on top of, right? Um, um, and now it's uh, for this round. It's it's much more about showing that uh, now we can actually make a really good business in our home market. Turn that into a to like a high revenue uh, uh, country, and then invest a lot in UK, Germany, two big markets to show that mm-hmm. that we also uh, we can also participate in the competition in the big countries, not just the the small Scandinavian right. countries. Um, um, and then uh, we will con- continue the momentum in opening new countries, but we will not go for any any big ones. Like let's say like like that. I think UK Germany is the is the big bets this year. Right. So really, not 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 just double down. Like it's five x or something investments or ten x investments uh, right. in those countries. Kind of C two A really attracting those initial customers, these, those initial fans of the the early adopters. Let's say. Uh, closer to your domestic market in in Scandinavia, um, and uh, proving also the expansion to Norway and uh, and Sweden, uh, and now it's really going into one of the largest markets in in, in or two of the largest markets in Europe, um, mm. the UK and and Germany to prove a, a larger business case, right and. Uh, and maybe here, I would say the ones who are listening would uh, ask the question, uh, this seems European expansion in, in, in the short term. Do you consider what is happening, for instance, in California, in, in the US with uh, the explosion of the industry there? And 
So what are your thoughts on this? Yes, yes of course, we followed very carefully, right? So like it, we did like a huge uh, assessment this year to, to decide what to go for. Uh, and I think it, it really boils down to a few things like right, uh, what is the EV adoption looking like? Uh, how, is the, how is the competition looking? What is the motivation? How, how is the appetite for investments? Like, is the government backing this heavily in the countries, right? Uh, and then, what is the localization task? Uh, and for localization task for us, it's not just uh, language and currency and those uh, things, which are fairly simple tax regulation, but it's also supporting the charge points, local charge points. And that's where US would change everything. Like it's a different power grid. Uh, we don't have the same access to to data for for, for pricing a lot of electricity. Um, so it, it's a fairly big one. So at the point we we want to do US for sure, but it, at the point you do it, we need to be able to deploy millions in the same like round and and go in with a fairly big team to to. Uh, to make an impact um, otherwise we will just spend a lot of time localizing something without being able to attract any customers um, so having cleared what are kind of the criteria to attack um, the, the markets and how to select the priorities for uh, the markets Mm. Um, because I think I think it's also important to look at those markets as kind of um, startups, new startups, right? And and uh, and select the risks. So maybe maybe some of them um, might be a better um, bet uh, a little bit later in terms of thinking about the uh, kind of a vision reverse engineering exercise. So in the midterm we would uh, go into this market, but in the short term let's still explore or scale up in this market. Right? Mm-hmm. While we start up in a larger market, but we know that the results of that market will will uh, we will need a little bit of time to to get results from that market. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and 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 also be honest internally, right? If you uh, if you try to do too many things in the beginning with too exactly. few hands, you're gonna fail all of it. Uh, so so that's also a consideration. And and especially, I think that's one of the um, one of the issues. Having having this balance, sorry, um, that of course when you are being very successful, you 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 start maybe underestimate the the difficulty of of the next steps that you need to uh, mm. give after, uh, and not getting too serious about ourselves just because we were able to um, to raise a round uh, with uh, such important uh, investors. So this is kind of part of the past. Now we need to prove again that we are able to get into the next uh, stage. And it, it it seems easy from the outside, but uh, but we know that we are emotional cre- creators, and uh, and sometimes it's it's difficult to to stay cold uh, in in those uh, emotional sit- situations, right? Yes, yeah, of course, um, and also I, I think it like it, at least in, in the game we are in right now, it's it's very aggressive growth target, right? We we have to somewhere like to pay from the last month uh, in, in in last year to the last month in this year, it's it's probably it's probably twelve thirteen x uh, on on like charge points connected, right? Uh, so it's it's a lot, right? Um, so that's not that's not just the market growing, right? That's uh, yeah. It's also you getting a lot more, us getting a lot more market shares. Yeah. 
This is an important point that you just shared. Uh, of course, we have the, the kind of the SaaS playbooks, the marketplace playbooks, et cetera, et cetera. But when an industry is quite new, and uh, of course, the appetite for this industry is also um, huge, we need to be able to define what are the success metrics. And some of the success metrics that you have been talking about, and a lot of times that's also the difficult part. We need to understand what are those success metrics apart from revenue that will lead into revenue uh, later on uh, mm. in the game. And uh, how can we be the first in conquering that, that industry? Not, not maybe the first, but the first that is able to go from early adoption into early, almost mainstream, right? Uh, mm. and, and being early on uh, the game, but not too early. Uh, that you are not able to have cash enough to 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 be there for a very long time. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So it, it, uh, it, it's exactly that balance, right? I think we we can see as some of the I'll say like some of the participants in this industry right now have been been starting ten years ago, right? So they've been running many years where there was no EVs. Uh, but uh, they managed to build a lot of things, but now it's also like legacy, most of it already, right? So, so then that situation, um, uh, so, so timing sure was uh, was key for us. I think in the perfect world, we've probably been in one year earlier. Uh, so get even more mature uh, at the point, right? Because now it's already starting to be like big, big public tenders where a bit more of maturement in uh, in like uh, being uh, ISO certified and and like uh, having like all, all your contracts in place and having a couple of years with uh, a, a annual report and things like that uh, can show some things right. Um, where today that that's uh, one of our problems. Um, just just to give a little bit of perspective, uh, there is a space that I like a lot, which is the the mental health um, space. And uh, we see that a lot of the companies who have started early now are, are already at uh, post Series B, Series C, really going mainstream into all targets. And nowadays we start seeing uh, uh, popping up a lot of players in more uh, vertical segments. I, I see just serving uh, teams or just serving universities. So really trying to verticalize um, an opportunity uh, that is now going mainstream. And it, it might be already too late to build a marketplace to connect uh, psychologists or therapists with uh, mm. mental health patients um, in in that space and uh, having the timing right, I I would not. Uh, it, it's 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 really an art and it's very difficult to um, to do right. And I'm just sharing an example that it's it's very and of course from region to region it's different. So nowadays we see just in Southeast Asia it, it's. It's really more at Series A, uh, fewer players. But in the US, we have East Coast, West Coast. Uh, uh, in Europe uh, uh, as well, we have players in 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 the UK, in Germany, in France, in Spain. Uh, sorry, you you wanted to say something? No, no. That, that I think like sh sh agreeing hundred percent on the timing. I think for us, I can't. We can't really take the credit for that, right? Because that was more a coincidence. That it was not because we have been sitting and monitoring this for six years. But like <laughs> now is the time, right? Uh, so, uh, that is a good point as well. <laughs> uh, exactly right. Because I, as I said, I, I had a, I've been, a, I've been one of the earlier EV owners, and I didn't even see it right before last summer. So <laughs> exactly. So that's the story. Amazing. So we are getting to kind of the final questions that we love to to cover. 
So if you were at a, if you would have an opportunity uh, to have a coffee uh, with yourself, uh, what advice would you offer to your younger self at the beginning of the company? So it, it, like two years ago or something. Yeah. So yeah. So I think the advice would still be go for it. It's been an amazing time. Like I've been enjoying it so much, uh, but it's it's screwing your work life. I was working a lot and flying a lot in my last job, but now it's it's more like it's filling up your head all the time. You you think about it all the time. Uh, so spend a lot of time with friends and families uh, before you uh, you go into this. <laughs> uh, it might be, I think COVID timing have been very lucky for us since uh, social distances have been in place anyway, but uh, um and then like uh, i think we've been i think we, we did it right with kind of sprinting through the the i'll say like the the first phases um uh, so far I'm, I'm happy with that decision let's see in a few years uh, when we sit here again uh, that was the right thing to do um, Um, yeah, so so I think on that, and then I think on, on fundraising, I think that's more. That's why I learned a lot, right? Because I I'd never tried that previously. The the agency I was building up, uh, part of building up, uh, we did that organically. Um, so fundraising is a lot, uh, and uh, you hear so many things from different people. So uh, spend some time investigating a lot of things uh, before you get into that. Don't jump on the first and the best, uh, even though it seems uh, like an amazing deal. Uh, and then I think a lot of promises. Uh, so really look into what you're getting in your contract more than what you get in in uh, in, in promises. Uh, I think we've been very lucky with with Jeberendom and, and his wife Louise, which is a board member in the company, a board chairman in the in the in the company today. That they've been supporting us a lot. She's been here every once a week, a full day. Uh, so with that, you've been really lucky. But I also had a lot of other angel investors from the seed round. I never like barely talked to them, right? What are you the most uh, proud of during this journey with Monte? I think the I think what I'm most proud of is like the year we launched in Denmark was also the same year that we managed to to really be seen as the biggest competition and for all the all the ones who've been there for ten years. Uh, that we are hearing from uh, from a lot of uh, others that they see us as the biggest competition. Uh, I think that is uh, that uh, that we're very proud of that we can that we managed to make such a good footprint in the first year. Um, and then I think I'm very proud about how we built up the company. Uh, we have like extreme extreme amount of transparency. Everyone can see everyone's salaries. Uh, like uh, we share everything the, with, with everyone. Uh, this is great. Um, and I think that has been uh, that's been a nice uh, thing to kind of start over when you when you build up a company over over ten years. The things are things are happening, which is really hard to redo because now you have a lot of people uh, hired. They're expecting this and this, uh, but when you kind of start it up from scratch, spend some time thinking about how you would like this company to to work out. Uh, so the first uh, the first uh, the first small team of five people we put together we we took them all in the summer house for two days, where we actually have a session on this like what values do we want this company to have, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, we decided on on five different light towers at that point, uh, which we are still today like showing every new employee this is what Monza is about when you come in here. Uh, yeah. And how many open positions now? By the way. So I think there's like 20, 30 open positions at the moment. Uh, we're high and crazy. Yes. 
So uh, any amazing backend engineers, uh, please poke me on LinkedIn. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it sounds an amazing uh, opportunity. And um, worst advice ever received? Yeah, so you, 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 you talked about that last week as well. Like, um, and so, so I think to be honest, like from outside, I don't think we received any super bad advice that we followed at least. Uh, we were about to get scared. There have been a, a handful of scammers trying to kind of uh, offer us money somehow, right? Uh, we, we managed to dodge. Uh, but I think the, the, the biggest the biggest error we did was to underestimate customer support completely. Like in the beginning, me and my co-founder, we were like, yeah, we just installed the intercom on our phones and then we do it ourselves. <laughs> and then like three months down the line, we were like always on our phones when you were home. Uh, um, so that was a big, big problem, right? And today that team is like 20 people sitting with the onboarding and customer support. So completely huge mistake underestimating that. Amazing, but you you have learned fast. You you have corrected it. So, uh, favorite book. So I I'm not a huge reader actually. I I most of the books I actually have read have been about like technology. So the last book I read was about server side Swift, uh, so Apple's programming language. Um, yeah. Amazing, got it. And and finally, favorite series or favorite movie, uh, whatever. So I, I enjoy the the HBO series uh, Silicon Valley a lot. Uh, I watched a few times. It still gives me a good laugh. So, uh, like, uh, I can only recommend that. Casper, it was really a pleasure to have you on the show, and I can't wait to have you back to share your journey from A to B uh, and beyond. So, thank you so much for making the time. Thank you very much for having me. And to our community, we keep being here for you and bringing the best of the best to make your life a little bit easier, scaling up your company. See you soon and keep scaling.